What's up, my friends? Welcome to Good Human, a podcast for all the multifaceted humans trying to navigate this crazy world. I don't know about you, but the internet has kind of made me feel like I need to define my whole life purpose and confine my personality to some palatable niche. So I'm here to remind you, and myself, that being a human is way more than the perfect Instagram photo or internet persona. It's being messy and loud one day and soft and sensitive the next. It's being intelligent and mature and also silly and wild. It's crying during a cute rom-com, belly laughing with your friends, and having a meltdown because you burned the banana bread you were trying to make all in one night. So whether you want to create a morning routine, decide if you want to be a parent, try a new pasta recipe, get out of a funk, or just have a little gossip about pop culture, we'll talk about it all. Because sometimes you want to ponder the meaning of life, and other times you just want to giggle about internet memes. Whatever it is you're tuning in for, let this podcast serve as a refreshing reminder that you don't have to know exactly who you are in this world. Just know that you are, without a doubt, a good human. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode. Happy Valentine's Day. Whether you got a a boo, I don't know why I said that. Whether you're in a relationship or not, whether you have a little special someone or not, I hope you take some time today to think about all the things you love about yourself. Because I would venture a guess that you're pretty cool and you have a lot going on for you. So take a minute today, give yourself a little hug, and think about all the things that you love about yourself. Today I'm sipping on a little Starbucks, a little Starbino, no spin drift today. I got a couple drinks in the rotation at Starbucks right now. I mean, my ride or die is a venti unsweetened green iced tea that is the best, but today they didn't have any iced green teas, so I got a iced passion tango tea, which is what I get if I'm not getting a green tea. This one doesn't have any caffeine in it, I don't think, so... Sometimes I'll opt for this in the evening because I am so sensitive to caffeine that yeah, I can't even really have a green tea past like 4 p.m. Speaking of Spindrift though, I must, I must give a shout out to the new flavors. They put out a couple of tea flavors. I think there's like a mango black tea. There's a couple other teas that I haven't tried, but in that collection of new flavors, they put out a Nohito like a mojito, but it's called Nohito, and it's just lime and mint and it is so good. Lemon is still my favorite. I don't think, I don't think anything's ever going to top lemon, but Nohito, she's up there holding, holding steady in the number two slot for favorite spindrift. I love a spindrift at any time of the day, but if you are at like an event, a gathering, and you're not drinking alcohol and you don't know what to bring, bring some spindrifts. They're the perfect beverage. And I think the Nohito is kind of like aimed at the whole sober curious movement if you will um because it's like a mojito but no alcohol so love that my macbook sounds like it's about to take off she is like huffing and puffing right now it is so loud hopefully you can't hear the literal rocket ship that sounds like it's about to blast off behind my microphone Anyways, let's jump on into today's episode, which I think I'm going to be calling 10 Reminders You Need to Hear. Title pending, though, so if that's not actually the name of the episode, don't mind me, but either way, we're sharing 10 things, 10 reminders that I've really needed to hear lately, or things that I've been been thinking about as of late, so wanted to share them with you. So we're kicking it off at number one with the good old, no one judges you like you judge you. 
I've been extremely just so hard on myself lately, really self-critical. I feel like I'm pointing out every little thing I do that's wrong or weird or embarrassing or this or that. And I think I do this as sort of like a defense mechanism almost. Like I pick out all these things about me almost trying to like predict any mean things that people could possibly say to me or think about me so that it wouldn't catch me off guard and hurt me. Like words don't hurt as much when you see them coming, which is not true and not a nice way to live. Like just being so reactive and like walking around on my little tiptoes, peeking around the corner, like wondering what people are saying or thinking about me and saying all of the awful things to myself so that it wouldn't come as a shock to me. Like, I don't know, just a total unnecessary train of thought. So I was really thinking about it the other day and I noticed in situations where other people mess up, have a little flub or like do something embarrassing, how quickly I let that go. Not only am I forgetting that it even happened within minutes, but I'm not judging that person. I've been noticing that if, you know, someone messes up on a call at work, I'm not making this huge generalization about that person that they're incapable or incompetent or stupid or XYZ things that I'm telling myself when I make a mistake. So we gotta like flip flip the script there. I can then probably make a good guess that other people are not doing that to me. Other people are showing me the same grace that I'm showing other people when they just do human things like mess up or make a mistake or do something embarrassing. So why, why am I doing that to myself? Why am I being so hard on myself when I'm not doing that to other people and other people are not doing that to me? Same thing goes for appearance. All of the things that you're nitpicking about yourself Are you nitpicking about other people? No. So they're not doing that to you. Like we are, as the old saying goes, our biggest critics. No one is judging you like you judge you. If you showed yourself an ounce of the grace and compassion that you show other people, what would that be like? What would life be like? I imagine really great. (laughs) So this is your reminder to get out of your own head. And next time you mess up, or you do something weird, or you think you're embarrassing, just remember that nobody's nobody's thinking about it. Nobody's thinking about you as much as you think about you. They're letting it go very quickly. So you should do the same and be nice to yourself. That sort of ties into number two, which is you aren't good or bad. So unless you're just a truly awful person, which most people are not, Things about you, the things that make you who you are, are not good or bad. I was talking to a friend recently and they said that they have this thing where they feel like they're a bad person who has convinced everyone around them that they're good. And I have never heard someone else say that out loud before. And I literally feel the same way. Like I routinely ask Matt if I'm a good person and I don't know what that stems from. But it seems like I'm always judging things about me as good or bad. I'm labeling all these parts of me as good or bad when they're just things about me. They don't have to hold any weight or morality. Here's an example. When I'm talking to someone and they're trying to find the right word, like they're, they're reaching for a word and they can't quite get it, I tend to jump in and, and fill in that word. And Matt loves that. It kind of affirms to him that I'm paying attention to the conversation and I think it makes him feel like I really understand him. But for some other people, that might be so annoying. Like that that might really drive people nuts. 
So that doesn't mean it's good or bad, it's just something that I do. And some people might like it, and some people might not like it. And I can read the room and adjust to situations, but I can't overanalyze my actions and completely change the way I operate to please every individual I interact with. And you shouldn't either. Building off that, catapulting off of that point onto the next one, I feel like these first three kind of all go together. And the third one is, there doesn't have to be something wrong with someone. They might just not be for you. So whether it's a friendship or a romantic relationship, if we aren't vibing with someone, sometimes I think we feel like we need to find that thing that's wrong with them or that thing that we don't like to be able to exactly pinpoint why it's not working out. You don't have to do all that, okay? Sometimes people just don't mesh and it's not because there's anything wrong with either parties. So stay true to you and you know what you want and need and if it's not a vibe, it's not a vibe. You don't have to write a dissertation on why you aren't feeling that person. Number four, we're moving in a whole other direction. This one's short and sweet, something that I didn't know for a really long time and that's pimple patches don't make your pimples go away. Pimple patches are for a very specific phase of your pimple, okay? They help to like draw out all the gook when it's ready to pop. So when you have a pimple and it's like under the skin, all red, there's no head to it, pimple patch isn't going to do anything, unfortunately. I wish it would, but it doesn't. But when that pimple kind of comes to the surface and it starts to get the white head to it and you want to pop it, that's when you need to slap a pimple patch on it overnight because I promise you when she's ready to pop and you put a pimple patch on it, very gently remove it in the morning and nine out of ten times, it will have like sucked out all the goop in your pimple. And then you're left with like a completely flat mark. You just have like a little spot from the pimple and that will fade so much quicker than if you are going to stand in the mirror and try to squeeze out all the gook yourself. That's how you get really deep acne scars. So when you got your little pimple and she's got a little white head to her, slap a mighty patch on her overnight. That'll get the job done. Moving on to number five. The best way to get over your fears is to face them. This is truly applicable to everything in life. You're afraid of going to a workout class alone? Go to a workout class alone. Try it. See what happens. Because I'll tell you what, I'll let you in on a little a little secret. It's not the thing itself that's usually scary. It's the unknown of it. And when you take the unknown out of it, which means doing the thing, it becomes not scary. And I have seen this time and time and time and time again in my life. And I'm so thankful that that's something that I do that's a part of me. Like, I get very anxious and afraid of a lot of things, but I usually do them anyways. And it always leaves me feeling so good and so proud of myself and just reinforces the fact that you should go do the scary thing because it's not as scary as you think. And then you've built up so much confidence in yourself that A, you can go back and do that thing again that you were scared of. And B, that you know what to do when this situation comes up again that you know that you can do something new and you can do something scary next time you're in that situation. I could truly write a small novel about all the things that freak me out that I've gone and done anyways that are now part of my normal day-to-day life. It's truly applicable to so many situations. I think this has really been a huge factor in overcoming a lot of my food fear. 
over the years, having had a pretty unhealthy relationship with food, there were so many foods that I was so afraid of for whatever reason. The primary reason years ago was that I was going to gain weight from it. The reason why I have food fear as of lately is that I'm afraid it's going to break me out. So I feel like I got past, you know, all the foods that I was afraid of because I thought I was going to gain weight from them and I got over that and then I started to get acne and now I'm so afraid of a bunch of foods that I feel like are going to break me out. And I think I kind of addressed a lot of that over the holidays this year because I ate just so much, so, so much sugar, dairy, gluten over Christmas Not to say those things are bad, but those are like the key things that I would avoid because I was afraid they would break me out. And maybe they did a little bit, but it was not at all as bad as I thought. And now I have dairy like multiple times a week and I feel so much more open and free to eat the foods that I want to eat. This whole time I was avoiding eating, you know, ice cream and yogurt and cheese because I was like, oh, I'm going to get a million pimples. And I ate the ice cream and yogurt and cheese and I didn't get a million pimples. I feel like essentially I've solved my food freedom issues like two times over in that I just will eat the things that I'm afraid of eating and see what happens. And guess what? Nothing really happened. So do the things you're afraid of. All the fear and anxiety lives in the unknown. And once you try, then you know, and it's so freeing. That takes us into number six, which is You cannot wellness hack your way into a perfect life. I'm on like the wellness, nutrition, healing side of the internet. And A, there's so much misinformation, but B, it instills a lot of fear in you that, you know, everything that we're doing is killing us and our food is poisoning us and this and that. And so you should do this instead and this wellness hack We'll fix this and it's like we're all filled with microplastics okay let's just like take that in for a minute there's no wellness hack that you're going to do that's going to fix every little thing about you and this is coming from a person who has like health anxiety so keep that in mind when I say have you ever tried just chilling for a minute like have you ever tried just living Because it's so exhausting to worry about every little thing that we're doing and eating and putting into our body and putting onto our body. It is important to be aware of certain things and there are certainly things you can incorporate into your life to promote health and wellness, but you're not going to fix every little thing about you. Like the new one I've seen is that you're not supposed to drink water with meals because it reduces your stomach acid. And I don't know if that's true. And maybe that's good to know. And and maybe I'll try to like not chug water when I'm eating. But I saw someone put it on their list of things they would never do. They would never drink water with a meal. Like, are are you okay? It just feels really dramatic. I don't think that's make or break on your health, which leads into another point that I have later on in the list. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I think the early 2000s obsession with dieting and being thin is this decade's obsession with being quote-unquote clean. And potential hot take alert, but a lot of the clean eating, gut health, hormone balancing content out there is just diet culture disguised as wellness. And it's extremely problematic. It's classist, it's ableist, it's rooted in white supremacy a lot of the time, capitalism, and it's just not the vibe. All right, I'm so sorry to sound like such a general Zer there to say that 
all of the deeply rooted awful parts of the world are just not the vibe but it's not the vibe and you can't wellness hack your way into a perfect life we're all gonna die someday so enjoy your life bringing you a quick and easy one for number seven and that is moving your body will make you feel better and i know how annoying how dare that be the truth but almost 100 percent of the time moving your body in some capacity i'm not saying go do a crossfit workout i never said that do a little stretching take a little jaunt a small walk or go do the hard workout but moving your body in some capacity is almost always going to make you feel better. Moving along to number eight, and that is something that I heard from Liz Moody, who is, I follow her on Instagram, but I originally found her through her podcast. It's called Healthier Together, and she interviews a bunch of wellness experts, and she has podcast episodes on any single topic imaginable, like mental health, physical health, physiological health, social, and all of the micro topics within that. It's a really, really great podcast, so I urge you to go listen to that if it's something you're interested in but she posted something on instagram somewhat recently and that was to build the foundations before tweaking the last five percent and this can be applied really generally or specifically i think the example was shared was if you're generally trying to live a healthier life and we might try to start by tweaking all these small changes when we're not even doing the handful of things that have been researched and shown to improve our well-being, which is moving your body, eating vegetables, having social connections, and getting good sleep. So once those foundations are laid, then you can go in and tweak the small stuff, which is kind of what I was saying before on number six, the whole don't drink water with your meals because it's going to reduce your stomach acid. That just seems really, really small in the grand scheme of things. Maybe work on eating more fruits and veggies. Work on your sleep schedule first. Work on moving your body consistently in some way before you're working on all those micro details. And the example that came to mind for me when I heard this was with skincare. I feel like skincare is such a good one. If you're trying to fade your acne scars, for example, which is something that your girl is currently trying to do, and you're out here buying a bunch of new products, you're getting a vitamin C going, niacinamide, and all these other serums that are supposed to target acne scars, and you're taking vitamins that are supposed to help with cell turnover and renew your skin, but you're not wearing sunscreen daily, and you're not drinking enough water, pump the brakes. Focus on the basics, all right? Lay down that foundation of daily SPF and plenty of water, and then go back in later and tweak the smaller stuff once you have the foundations. That brings us to number nine, which is another Liz Moody quote, and she says this quite often, and every time, every time I see her say this, it always hits. Your body is for living, not for looking. Come on. That hits. That hits home. I don't even, I don't have to elaborate. Your body is for living, not for looking. So good. This is also inspiring me to go back and listen to Healthier Together again. I go through a rotation of a couple podcasts that I'm like absolutely obsessed with and Healthier Together prior to the pandemic when I was in office, it genuinely got me through my work days. I would listen to so many episodes back to back to back while I was in the office, while I was working. It's such a good podcast. I'm literally going to listen to an episode after this. So wrapping this episode up with number 10 reminders you need to hear and that is that the days will pass no matter what 
I used to say this when thinking about working out because back in the day, I used to not even want to begin a workout routine because I thought, what, like six months was way too long to wait to see any significant changes in my body. I didn't want to wait that long. I wanted to work out for a couple days and see the progress, which A, that is a great way to know right there that changing my body was not a strong enough factor to get me working out. Like that wasn't a strong why for me. That'll never be a strong why for me. But B, I realized how silly that is because those six months will pass anyways. So I can come out six months later having done nothing or I can come out six months later having a really solid workout routine in place because either way, the six months will pass. So I might as well do something. What a weird (laughs) mentality to be like, oh, I don't want to do that because it's going to take too long. Girl, time's passing anyways. The days are going to day, whether you do that thing or not. So you should do the thing. So that's the list. That wraps up the 10 reminders that you might need to hear today. And I hope you found something within this episode that really resonated with you. I know sometimes it's like, I know these things. Like, all of these things are not a total shock to me or new information, but sometimes you just need to hear somebody say it, and you're like, damn, you're so right about that. So I hope this episode could be that for you, and I think Valentine's Day is a great day for this. Because like I said, Valentine's Day is more than just for the people in relationships. It can be about you and your relationship with you and strengthening that. So, with that, I hope you have a fantastic Valentine's Day. Remember... Pick out those things you love about yourself. I'm being serious. Write it down. Write it out. Really think about it. And do something nice for yourself today. Treat yourself. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. It means so much to me. Every time I say that, I draw a little heart with my hands, but you can't see me. So I need you to know that that's what I'm doing when I say that. So with that, until next time, see ya.